0: Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. I want to start by taking a quick poll, and this is just an honesty system here, okay? So I implore you to be honest. Uh, can you show me your hand if you, um, when you come to church, you normally sit in the same pew, same pew, you got a few there, yeah, but what about at home, same um, same seat at the dinner table, yes, <laughs> same coffee mug at home, yes, <laughs> I um we ran out of coffee mugs the other the other day, and, and uh, I could only find one, and it was the one Father Cam normally uses. And so I, I was, I had it in my hand, and he walked in the kitchen, and he looked at me a little bit funny, you know. <laughs> As I've learned about leadership, I've come to realise that people have gone to the trouble to develop theories about how to lead people through change. Why? Because we do not like change, do we? Maybe some of us, but most of us, we do not like change. Once we get used to a certain thing or a certain way of thinking or a certain way of living, we do not like to change it, even if the change is good for us, right? Sort of part of our human nature. But this is a little bit of a problem if we want to follow Jesus. Why? Because the Christian life is all about change. To be a disciple of Jesus is to be someone who is constantly changing and and not changing because we are unacceptable or or because we're not good enough for God. But as St Paul says, God constantly changes us from glory to glory. He transforms us to be more and more like him, like Christ. He he leads us into our higher self, into our, our, our fullest freedom and potential. And that requires change, ongoing change. Advent is a season when we make a conscious effort to really open up to this change. It's an opportunity for us to stop and to ask, am I I aware that I need to keep changing? And and am I really open to the Spirit of God changing me? That's the question for us at Advent. When we allow God's Spirit to get into us, as we probably know, God's Spirit will change us in all kinds of ways, at all dimensions, all levels of our being. The saints say that some of the greatest change God does, we don't even realise. It's just happening, it's happening in us. But there's one particular change that the Spirit does that I want to focus in on today, and that is how God changes our thinking. I've got an example from my own life just a few days ago. Some of you would know, or as I mentioned earlier, I've just been on an eight-day silent retreat. And uh, let me assure you, um, at least for me, a silent retreat is not a holiday. (laughs) Uh, It's quite challenging being in the quiet on your own uh, and uh, doing no work and, you know, sort of going inside yourself. Uh, you know, I find for me, it's, you know, my walls come down. I become quite raw, quite vulnerable. It's also very rich. It's a beautiful experience, but but challenging. And I find that when I come back out of the eight-day silence, uh, I find it quite challenging to, to sort of just come back to the to life, right, to the busyness of life. It's, it's, it's quite jarring, especially those first few days. And so the other morning I was, I was praying in the morning, it was the, it was the day after I got back, and, and I was conscious that I was quite anxious because I was still raw, I was still a bit vulnerable and, and, and I was aware of the mountain of things I had to do. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was sitting there and I was just, I was just aware of this. I, I did not feel at all excited about the day. I, in fact, I was regretting the day. Anyone had days like that? <laughs> you wake up in the morning, I, I cannot face today. And so anyway, I, gave, I just gave that to God, and, and, and I received two words from God. Which I felt they were from God. The first was this. God was saying, you do not have to love—you know, always love what you do. You don't always have to love your ministry, but you can do it. You can give it. As an offering of love to me and an offering of love to others. You don't always have to feel excited about it. And the second word I received was this God saying, Why don't you just allow me to do the work through you? And I thought, Wow, that's better. (laughs) See what God was doing? It's changing my thinking. And that, 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 just that slight, slightly different uh, you know, way of, of thinking about this situation I was in, it changed my whole perspective and it changed the way I went about the day and, and actually the day was, was quite okay. As we probably know, how we think has a tremendous bearing on how we live. And, and so this is a very key way that God works in us, God changes us. He helps us to think well. To think according to his mind so today in the first reading we hear from the prophet Baruch and um, he was living at a time when most of God's people they'd been driven out of their land. Uh, they were living in captivity in Babylon, they'd been there for 70 years, right? There was only a small you know, group of people left in Jerusalem left at home, right? Can you imagine how they would have felt? They'd lost all their loved ones, all their clan, all their community, all their family and it was just them left. Now, in their thinking, how do you reckon they were thinking? (laughs) They were thinking they were defeated. They were thinking that God had abandoned them. They were thinking that there was no hope left for a a great life anymore. They just had to survive. Have you ever had that kind of mentality? I've just got to survive life. That was their thinking. And and so uh, through the prophet, God does what God often does, and he, he was challenging that thinking of the people. He says, Jerusalem, take off your dress of sorrow and distress. Put on the beauty of the glory of God forever. Yes, he goes on to say, uh, they did get taken away by the enemies. But he says, God is now going to bring them back to you like royal princes carried back in glory. Do you see what God is doing? He's changing their mind. He's giving them a a different perspective, a different way of interpreting their circumstances. God's message here is that, yes, your, your situation does look bleak now, but this is not the end of the story. I'm going to restore what you have lost. And, in fact, I'm not just going to bring your people back to Jerusalem, but they're going to come back as royal princes. They're going to come back even stronger than they were before. So you can take off your sorrow and distress. See what God is saying to his people and saying to us here through the prophet? You can keep hopeful in the face of any circumstance because I am a faithful God and I will come through for you. I might not come through in the exact time that you want me to or in the exact way, but I will come through for you. And so you can take off the sorrow and distress. You can remain hopeful. You can continue to live and and thrive. St. Paul says it like this, that God turns all things to good for those who love him. So the question for us is, is this how we think when we come up against challenges in our life? Do we think about a God who is always faithful, and who will always come through for us. Now, God, of course, he never denies the reality of our circumstances, and I don't want to do that either. God knows your financial struggles or your battle with mental health or your failing marriage or all the challenges with your children or or your problems at work your grief, your fears, your anxieties. God knows all that and he knows how real and how painful that can be. And he knows that sometimes we face pain in our life, situations that cause us to become cynical and negative and angry and fearful and want to give up hope. God knows that. He doesn't deny the reality of our crosses. He's in there with us. Right, But at the same time, God is constantly saying to us, hey, let me show you another way of seeing these crosses, of understanding them. Let me uh, help you to see your circumstances in a different light. Let, Let me allow you to change, to help you to change. The challenge, of course, is that We don't like to change, do we? As I said earlier. Sometimes we don't allow God to change us. Sometimes we find it hard to let go of those ways of thinking that we're used to, even if they're not helpful. They sort of become like our favourite coffee mug. We hold on to them, (laughs) right? We become attached. But unless we let go of those unhelpful ways of thinking, we limit the work of God in our life. It reminds me of that, that... guy who had a problem with gambling he was a, a disciple um, of, of you know in this little group of disciples and anyway he had a bit of a problem and, and, and one, one day he comes to his master he says master I, I fell I, I was gambling again last night and, and they caught me cheating and so they beat me up and they threw me out the third story window he says master you know what should I do and uh, the master said to him well next time you gamble you should gamble from the ground floor you know the other disciples they heard this and they went to the master and they said master why don't you tell him to stop gambling and the master simply said because i knew he wouldn't i knew he wouldn't stop you see the master could couldn't help him really because he he knew he wasn't open to being helped he was limited to how much he could help him and 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 the same of course is true for us. That God can only help us to the degree that we're willing to allow him to. This is where the message of our friend John the Baptist in the gospel today is so important for us. You see, uh, John's whole mission in life, his role description was to help people to prepare a way for the one who was going to come and change them. Right? the one who was going to come and change their, their minds and hearts and hold their lives. That was his one thing to do on this earth. And, you know, John the Baptist only really gave one instruction. He says, if you want to prepare the way for the one who will change you radically, change your life forever, you've got to do this one thing. we know what it is? He said you need to repent. You need to let let go. You need to uh, get rid of, discard any obstacles between you and you. And God. Now, when we hear repentance, I'm sure most of us are thinking sin, yeah? We've got to turn away from our sin, and that's true. But you know, one of the biggest obstacles between us and God is the unhelpful way that we think at times. You know, those thoughts that we have that do not reflect the hope that we have in Christ, those thoughts that do not help us to grow in love. I'm hopeless. I'm rubbish, I'm unlovable. I'll never succeed. He or she will never change. This area of my life is doomed. God has forgotten me. You know all those thoughts? If we want God to change our thinking and then, of course, change our hearts and change our whole lives, then we first got to be brave enough to acknowledge, to admit these unhelpful thoughts that we have, and then give it over to God. Give those thoughts over. That's actually the literal meaning of repentance, is to change our mind. So what's a circumstance in your life now where you feel a bit stuck? Maybe you feel things are a little bit hopeless. You're you're just surviving. Maybe it's an attitude that you have towards yourself, a way that you see yourself. or or an attitude towards others, or or a certain situation that you're facing. I want to encourage you, firstly, just to notice the thoughts that you have about that situation, that circumstance. Notice the thoughts that are not helping you to grow in hope and grow in love. And, And then with God's grace, as best you can, just repent of those. Give them over to God. God, I surrender these ways of thinking. I'm sorry I've been so stubborn. <laughs> I've been holding on to these like my coffee mug for so long. I, I give these ways of thinking over to you. And then, secondly, just invite the light of Christ to come into that circumstance, to give you the light to see that circumstance as God sees it, to show you the bigger picture. You mightn't see change immediately, but if you keep doing this, if you keep repenting of those unhelpful thoughts, if you keep inviting the light of Christ to help you to see the situation as he sees it, if you keep looking for the word of God, then over time you'll start to notice a slow change in the way that you think about things, the way that you react to situations. You'll notice that God is in fact, gradually transforming you from glory to glory. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.